daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello, and welcome to The Sound of Pit, the podcast that just wants to make people silky smooth. Silky smooth. Is that from Ridiculous Six? Is that the hairdresser in that? It's not. It's from the film You Don't Mess With a Zohan. Fuck you. <laughs> I thought this sounds a bit like a Zohan quote, but he wouldn't do a quote of a film I watched when I was 13 that we're covering <laughs> today. <laughs> you shit. Uh, look, every time that I do these quotes, it started out being films you hadn't seen. You know, we did like... The first five weeks, you probably didn't know many of the quotes. So yeah, and now I've a seen blast from the past. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm Luke. This is Luke. This is the Sandler Pit, a podcast where we watch and talk about every single Adam Sandler film and appearance and TV show and YouTube video. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm good, thank you. I'm slowly recovering from our double juice that we had. <laughs> Over the last few weeks, terrible decision, but no looking back. (laughs) We're out at the other side of the dark, dark tunnel. And hopefully this week we'll be a bit happier. A little peek behind the curtain when we make these. We had a big break anyway. Then we watched Deuce Bigelow. Then we had like another two week break to watch European Gigolo. So it's just been about a month of just Rob Schneider. And before mm-hmm. that was what shakes the clowns. So we've just not had a, a Sandler leading vehicle for a while. And I'm really starting to miss this being an Adam Sandler podcast. Yeah, we've made a few questionable mistakes recently in terms of uh, <laughs> our lineup. We're probably alienating our huge audience. Um, <laughs> but luckily this week we're back on starring role Sandler terms with You Don't Mess With The Zohan, which is a comedy film from the year 2008, (laughs) when we were both 13 years old, or around that sort of age. Probably the perfect age for an Adam Sandler film, to be honest, I would say. Well, this sort of Adam Sandler film. We've both seen it before. You can't remember really anything. I can remember a little bit about it. I just know it was about like a soldier that comes to New York to be a hairdresser. That's about it. I remember when I was at this age, I think must have been like 13, 14. I remember having a library card, and this library Oh yeah, because that's when books started to make their way up north, isn't it? 2008. <laughs> Before that, we were like all like praying to fire. We had nothing. We had no information. Every time the the sun set, we'd all start screaming. We all were your like, pillows the, were made of stones. Mesopotamian stone pillows. We were just living in darkness. And then a library opened up, and we finally got access to your southern education, yeah. which I still think is a load of bullshit. Yeah, tricky, isn't it? Tricky bloody southern books. Charles we Dickens. Who the fuck is he? We don't have that up here we have got his bloody coal and going down pit that's all that your man needs nice bit of dripping made by wife <laughs> i wish this podcast had subtitles <laughs> don't know how that would work but <laughs> well, sorry to my lovely coal mining ancestors as well anyway we had this library i remember two films that i got from this dvd because you could book them out for like a few days and i got darjeeling limited okay yeah and zohan and i did a double mm-hmm. bill and both of them were crushing disappointments to me yeah 14. fair enough yeah I, I recently watched that on a plane well not recently it's been a few years ago planes i haven't traveled anywhere for a long time i didn't see it when it first came out but yeah not great but also not quite zohan levels of incredibleness no, i think i mentioned before i had this on my eye iPod. So that's saying a lot because iPods haven't been a thing for a good like 10 years now, have they? What other films did you have on there? Oh, 300. <laughs> the Zack Snyder film 300. Watch it the way you intended. A little tiny screen. <laughs> a little tiny screen. I've actually got it here because I still use it on my speaker. Oh my um, God, look at that. He's brought the little. Oh, little it's got battery. Out. Let me see if I still have my films on it because I went for a few of these because they kept breaking all the time because I was watching <laughs> Zohan so much. <laughs> God's sake, the ring is not even scrolling. It's That's probably sad. just full of like Fallout Boy and Linkin Park songs. Oh, here we go, movies. <laughs> right, so this is from a little bit later, actually. This is from 2011, a lot of the films on here. Right, strap yourself in, okay? I'm going <laughs> to okay. start with a good one. I've got a lot of Slipknot music videos on here for some reason. I've got Rise of the Planet of the Apes <laughs> on here. <laughs> Very good film. I've got X-Men First Class. I've got Friends with Kids. What's that? 
Friends with Kids. Friends with Kids. I'm going to search for that because I don't even know what it is. 2011 film. Makes sense. Wow, this poster looks shit. The fuck is this? Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Chris O'Dell. Roy, Roy from IT Crowd. Uh, Kristen Wiig. John Hamm. Bloody hell, it's got a good cast. Bloody hell. That's what's the name from uh, the Transformers films? Megan Fox. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched it. Well, watch Thank it God tonight. I've got my on iPod. iPod. <laughs> I'm going to watch it tonight. But yeah, here we go. Best one that I've got on here. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. The 2011 superhero movie, Green Lantern. What a 2011 iPod. I've also got a thing called The Single Puppets Dance by Geppetto Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> you want to play that out loud? <laughs> it can't play out loud. It needs what? headphones, but it's just Joe. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's joe back in 2000 and whatever wearing a scarf he's bald and he's indoors he's in my sister's bedroom just dancing i suppose to single ladies by beyonce that's a very nice segue into the fact that uh, we've got a guest on this episode who is going to be our favorite music man joe tarone your best pal and best man at your eventual wedding yeah and, if uh, my wedding ever happens he'll be walking me up the aisle <laughs> playing a little tune on his harp yeah. uh, <laughs> Quoting Zohan endlessly, dancing to single ladies by Beyonce. He loves this film, right? Yeah. So when I said about this podcast we were doing, I said like, there's the good films that I like and then there's, you've just not seen any of them. The usual thing is like, oh, either I hate Adam Sandler or he was good in the 90s. Instead, Joe is like, oh, I still love Zohan. I I just love Zohan. He always says it like it's like a classic film. I mean, we thought it was funny enough that my dad's favourite film was The Wedding Singer, but like, that's a good film. Whereas this is like not looked on too fondly. It's got a content warning on Sky Cinema because it's got offensive outdated attitudes even though it only came out 13 years ago but yeah joe loves it for some reason so he's eager to come on and talk about it probably defend it i guess I know, this is going to be a bit of a character assassination. It's going to be like the Frost Nixon tapes. We're going to be like, why have you? Why the fuck do you like this shit, you weirdo? I don't know. He he watched Hubie Halloween after our episode and he liked it as well, I think. But we'll find out more about what he thinks of Adam Sandler, what his relationship is and stuff when he comes on. I don't want to make assumptions about how he feels about Big Man. You never know. But he made our theme song, so like he can't be all bad, right? <laughs> So be kind to him in the comments yeah. when, we're, when the hashtag cancel Joe Tarone is going around. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be joined by Joe. It'll be a, a rare three-person episode. Last time was my dad. That was ages ago. Will he reach the heights of Andrew Terry though? I don't, I yeah, because my dad sounded like he was speaking to us through like the wrong end of like a trumpet <laughs> for some reason. He sounded terrible. And, <laughs> and the recordings were sort of, there was a weird environment because we had to put up with like 40 minutes of technical difficulties where he was like, I'm just not going to fucking bother. <laughs> he kept saying, <laughs> Joe knows how to work technology. So we're very lucky there. So this week we'll have three Sandler scales instead of just two. The Sandler scale is a bingo sheet made up of Adam Sandler's recurring jokes or motifs such as uh, racist humour, slapstick, Coca-Cola, Rob Schneider, all the bad stuff. (laughs) I I don't want to see Rob Schneider again. I hope he's not in this. Well, he is in this and he's called Salim. Salim. (laughs) We've pointed out a lot of times before that Rob Schneider is obsessed with this idea that he can always play like Middle Eastern people or Mexicans or literally any ethnicity. He's been an Asian guy a few times, so... It's because his mum was from... Like the Philippines, I think it was, wasn't it? Philippines, yeah. So he thinks he can be racist to everyone else on Earth because his mum is Filipino. Great guy. Well, yeah, we got high expectations for the Zohan because we've got such a storied past with it and we really enjoyed it when we were kids. <laughs> you didn't like it then and I can imagine you've probably only got more cynical. There was one episode I was editing where you were like, oh yeah, I fucking hated like Detective Pikachu, horrible film. Wreck-It Ralph 2, the worst film ever. They're just so bad. I hate all but these you films. Don't get me, you don't they're get all me fine. On my, you don't get me on my moments when I'm waxed and lyrical about things that aren't even very good. Like I love Evolution. Evolution and, that, and Hot Chick. <laughs> hot chick i love legally blonde i'll wax lyrical about things that are worth my time but yeah. detective pikachu was just garbage when i was a kid i was way more cynical i was really harsh on most films i had an imdb account i can't remember what it was called but i used to just be like really harsh on reviews anything old i'd be like give it like one star godfather <laughs> part two was, fuck off <laughs> fuck off i remember hating the godfather as a kid i was like fuck the godfather <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm no still evolution. not a big fan of it now. 
I feel like I've become a bit less cynical. I love like ridiculous six. Yeah, so true. You, I think you're just hit something. and miss. You've got to catch you in the right mood, I suppose. I don't know what I am, to be honest. I'm not that cynical, really. I'm quite forgiving of a lot of stuff. You hated the do-over. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'd even mind it. I'll be forgiving up to an extent, but that film was over the line. But yeah, other than that, I think it's time to... Uh, Crack open a nice cold can of fizzy buble. Get down to the beach for a barbecue where Adam Sandler inexplicably flips a fish up in the air and catches it in his butt cheeks. Do you remember that bit? I don't remember that bit, but I'm really looking forward to revisit it. You'll be seeing it soon enough. (laughs) Let's go watch this incredible film. See you soon. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. You don't mess with the Sandler! Hella on mir Which is Yiddish for hello and we are back. <laughs> We've watched You Don't Mess With The Zohan and on top of that we're also joined by Joe Tyrone who is our music man usually and he's a super fan of You Don't Mess With The Zohan apparently. Or at least he was last time we spoke about it. Might be up for debate now. <laughs> it's good to have you here, Joe. Firstly, um, what is your relationship with Adam Sandler? I think I'm like a casual Adam Sandler. Definitely not as strong on the uh, Sandler fandom as you guys. But um, <laughs> I like to get involved. I- I've been following the podcast. So when you guys watch a bad film, it makes me want to watch the bad film. So I've been watching more and more Sandler lately. No, I, I think I'm a casual fan. I grew up watching a bunch of films of his. Like Waterboy was probably one of the earliest ones I remember. Big Daddy. They're like two of the ones that cemented Sandler's greatness into my mind. Yeah, nice. Well, you've already spoken more than our first guest on the podcast, my dad. When he, was on it, he, he said about oh, five leave, words. This is good. <laughs> leave Andrew Terry alone. He was a great guest. Joe, what's your favourite Adam Sandler film? Right, well, <laughs> it, <laughs> it actually is You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Um, <laughs> And I can confirm lost that your it, mind. Is, it is still you don't mess with the Zohan. <laughs> this is going to be a we'll good one. So if, if that's your top one, in your, in your Sandler castle, that's your turret film at the top. What is your bottom of the pit film? I have not seen as many as you guys. So I feel like technically there are probably ones that are better. But based on my opinion, that is definitely the, uh, the King of Kings. <laughs> Who's the peasants of peasants? As of recent, it has unfortunately become click. Um, which was a film that I really loved until I joined along with you guys on this Sandler journey (laughs) you ruined it for me or you reminded me of it and uh, yeah I don't think I know the film Click I only know Switch (laughs) (laughs) did you watch the Instagram live with uh, Frank I I watched a few minutes of it back will you explain it to Joe because I don't know if he'll know about this Frank Karachi was being interviewed on Instagram I'm not sure by who but it was it was like an Instagram live video and I tuned into it he actually said like a really fun story about his time doing The Wedding Singer and how him and Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore all wore like baseball caps, sneaked into a cinema screen and like he was saying oh, everyone loved it. And then he went home listening to the new Daft Punk album, like in a limo with them all and like had a great time. And it was like quite a good interview, but the interviewer kept calling Click Switch. <laughs> So what I saw of it was the first few minutes. He said, "Oh yeah, we got the director of the Waterboy wedding singer Switch." Switch. Ridiculous six. And she carried on, didn't reference it, and he looked like he was dying. He was like, just sat did, did there anyone, smiling. Did anyone pick up on it and be like, no. what, "What is Switch?" Or did they no. think he was talking about the Switch Up? Is it Switch Up that, that other film? I think there's they a film called The like... Switch where someone like switches sperm samples. At, yeah, like, that, that's what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, yeah. They were all saying like, "Oh, we look, we love, like Switch. we love you, Frank, and stuff." It was like quite a nice comment section. No one was picking up on the switch thing. And she kept calling Henry Winkler, Harry Winkler. And I was like, <laughs> stop it. Did she just yeah, do it through the whole thing? Two or three times, the Harry Winkler and switch thing. And I, was like, I, I heard her say oh. click about three minutes in, but then I stopped. I was like, oh, surely she's recognised the error of her ways. But did she carry on? She carried on. It was just the interview. Like, he came across really, like, quite nice. I was like, oh, it'd be quite nice to get him on, but he fucking hates it yeah he's the director we've got <laughs> there's no way guy put in the comments that because he said the film he wants to do the most is uh he wants to do a marvel film 
So I said in the comments, Karachi for superior foes of Spider-Man. If he were reading the comments and he saw us, I bet he'd be fuming. Yeah, probably. Ruining his big moment. <laughs> Joe, I don't know if you've listened or if we've even put all of them out yet. Episodes where we've watched these films, we love all of them by the end. Really? Apart from Click. Click's the only one we don't like. <laughs> it's the only one we don't like. So awkward. So Click's your worst one. And for some reason, the Zohan is your favourite. Let's start <laughs> talking about that film. Luke, do you want to tell us what the story of this sprawling epic is yes so there's a, a superhero i'm assuming uh, called zohan de Ver, he's, and he's a god a, he's a god like he's got powers yeah. and he can do all this mad shit he's a counter-terrorist israeli super agent spy soldier and then he ends up faking his own death because his dream is to make hair silky smooth in new york city and uh cut hair and bang old women and obviously love ensues <laughs> we already know what fucking joe tarone thinks of this film uh, Luke Terry, what do you think? I think that this, for me, is on a par with other castle-type films, strangely enough. Ridiculous Six, it reminds me of that so much. He's basically playing the same character. A lot of it is funny, and I think if you watch them side by side, like, I was laughing loads through this, but I was, like, ashamed I was laughing at most of it because, like, it's really offensive and pretty gross for the most part, isn't it? Like, there's a whole subplot about him just constantly fucking Nick Swardson's mum and <laughs> just loads of old women. I found the first hour pretty good. Well, maybe not good that's probably a strong word but like i enjoyed watching the first hour of it and then after a while i did start getting a bit bored it hits like a right bump about halfway through and i paused it to like go and get a drink or something and i looked and i was like how has this film got another like 45 minutes to go <laughs> it was a bit like that it never quite got back to like the ridiculous heights of like the first 15 minutes where there's like this mad action sequence where he fakes his death with the help of like a pelican that's got his backpack i don't know there's so much mad stuff in this we've said it before about some of the other ones that you hope for crazy things to happen in some they never do but like this is all out crazy and I kind of liked it for that. I didn't like it for having like Rob Schneider like blacked up and playing like a Iranian cab driver and shouting about goats and shit. Like it, it took it yeah. a bit far. I think yesterday when I was watching it as well, I was like, I love the, the comedy in this film is just outrageous. So over the top. And I think that's what I remember about it when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. And I still loved that. But then it got to that halfway point and I was like, oh, it's still going. And all the yeah. moments that I remember that I've got, like nostalgia is probably a big part of why I still love this film. At that halfway mark, it sort of that started to vanish, and I was like, "Oh, it's what it feels like to be watching this film as a grown-up." Yeah, a lot of the stuff we've spoken about before, Joe, is the bits where he's like doing the barbecue at the start, and he's like catching a fish in his arse cheeks and stuff. Yeah, so kind of like, like that's that, pretty that's, funny. That's the kind of funny stuff. Yeah, I echo the sentiments of both of you. I noticed the hour dip as well. I don't remember a film. I can't remember the last time I was laughing so much. <laughs> I was really laughing. Me too. I was getting ashamed of how much I was laughing because I was sat watching this with another one of my housemates and he was just looking at me like I'd gone fucking insane. In the end, I think three of my housemates had come in the room and I was like crying laughing and it was so shit and I just couldn't stop. And I've noticed the ridiculous six parallels. This is very funny, very offensive, very outlandish, but I do get it, Joe. I do get where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> like this it's so ridiculous that it was hard not to like it i was crying through the whole film and my girlfriend was watching it with me and even she was like like she is quite selective on what kind of film she likes but even she was laughing at this uh, i mean i was just bawling through most of it like <laughs> well, crying yeah I mean, it was just so funny <laughs> emotional about the israel and I, palestine I was, I was emotional i just i wanted the fighting to stop like so handy you know <laughs> like such an important message in this film honestly <laughs> you know you like there's a lot of bad stuff in this film there's a lot of offensive stuff in this film but if you look past that there's a deeper meaning and that's what i'm here for the politics of this film is baffling the israel-palestine debate is a very nuanced very complicated bit of political discourse and the fucking balls on adam sandler to just be like yeah i'm just gonna make my statement on it and yeah. then also catch a fish in my arsehole and spray a fire <laughs> and brown up rob schneider like oh. how did this get made i don't get it it's bizarre isn't it for me it would have been funny if they had all that outrageous stuff at the start and then got to america and then that was it you know with the whole conflict and whatever like i don't yeah. know if it added that much by the end of it like i kind of liked john turtro being just like outlandish and whatever and this villain he was great yeah he was fun and like the bit where he's made his own restaurant and there's that advert and whatever and he's like <laughs> punching the cows and stuff there's like a rocky montage 
that was i think that's in the last half that was maybe like the bit that started to win me back over with it was when he oh, yeah. um, cracks open some eggs to do like the rocky thing oh, and drinks being the, raw yeah, eggs the little baby chicks, chicks. <laughs> there's one more part that in that ending that won me back as well it was when they were like we need to do the sound and he's like we've not attempted that that's not been done in god knows how many years and then him and sandler do, do a beautiful scream so i didn't I, understand it but i did like that bit i didn't I get it that. yeah it made so much sense i said so i made a rogue sandler scale just from the guy who was watching it will and he was like injured animal does that happen that much as soon as he said that <laughs> i got pulled into a hole the chicken gets swallowed whole a cow is hung up being punched a pelican just gets a bag attached to it but this a cat gets kicked about like yeah they play keepy uppies with a cat don't they <laughs> quite was, a lot and then nick swordy kicks it to the curtain yeah, so funny. many cgi injured animals in this like big time <laughs> I think it's offensive to like almost all sort of minority groups, isn't it? There's, oh, yeah. yeah. There's just like text-based jokes where there's a whole list of things that this one character hates and one of them's like the yellows, the gays, all of this stuff, which but is pretty he's, bad. He's the, he's the villain. He's like a horrible detestable character yeah. that mm. everyone unites against he's not redeemable but yeah this whole film is quite cheap it's a Very mad paradox cheap. it's like a endless debate that you can get into that's like i think he's coming from a position where he thinks that his message is that everyone should be accepted and all that stuff but like by doing that he still made a film where rob schneider's like painted his eyelids brown and is doing this mad accent and whatever so like it kind of undermines any point that they're making even if it is on like the right side of the ethics it also undermines like all the political power struggle completely if you're just going oh no everyone should just be mates it's like a kid's view of like geopolitics i mean whatever it's a fucking adam sandler comedy you're not gonna go into this learning anything as well though you gotta admit like they're kind of like oh not everyone's a terrorist but then there's a montage of all the small (sighs) business owners have got like grenades (laughs) and deep fat fryers (laughs) that is so bad you can't yeah that um... bit is insane let's zero in a bit more on like the characters and whatever so we have an ongoing thing where it's like adam sandler tends to play a lot of like unlikable characters what is zohan is he good bad what do we think do you mean scrappy coco (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's his undercover name we've not mentioned that scrappy coco because of two dogs that he meets this is a really hard question because Mm -hmm. he's not a michael newman he's not a bad bloke he's not a good bloke I don't know how to perceive him. He's unlike anyone else that Adam Sandler's ever played. Very much a man against type here, playing this super soldier, outlandish by. I do root for him, I guess. I'm, yeah. I'm happy when he becomes a popular hairdresser. I'm happy at the end when everything works out for him. He's not Michael Newman or anything. What do you lads think? I, I don't know. It's hard. I think he's actually all right. He's not a good guy, as you say. We do still see him like punching and kicking everything. Yeah. Fucking old women all the time and just saying like I... he's going to give everyone the sticky. But like, <laughs> I think his heart's in the right place, maybe. I think he's got good intentions, I think. I think he's got good intentions. He just presents it in the wrong way. I feel like this is the episode we're definitely going to get like cancelled for. We're done. All of us. We're done. <laughs> we're justifying a lot of things here. I think the character might be okay, but like Adam Sandler behind it, right, and things where he's made a character who's so like out of touch with our society that he fights a dreadlock wig at one point, tries to put a fire out with hummus, all of that stuff's like... Right, every single hummus joke is, is bad. Bad. It is bad. But, um, but the but, bit when he, the dad was eating hummus with his glasses and then put hummus in his tea really did make me laugh. It was, it was very silly, very slapstick, very dated, old-fashioned. But he's like the progressive character, isn't he, Zohan? Because he wants to go to the US, the land of dreams, and he's willing to look past their stereotypes of what is uh, a man or not. It feels very much in that sort of era where Adam Sandler wanted to go out and shock. I think this was the film maybe just before he did I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry as well, which obviously is like quite well known for being pretty offensive. I think Rob Schneider's a Chinese man in it. This and that film are the ones that I've been dreading the most, more than any of the others, because I just feel like 2008, people were a lot more brazen and a lot more like rude, and they were trying to be very, very edgy in that era. And whilst the slapstick is good, some of the politics behind it is pretty fucking shit, even though the overall message in both of them, I'm assuming, is accept everyone. Mm-hmm. It took me it? back to like peak Borat, Family Guy, all of those sort of things. It was that sort of yeah. time, wasn't it? When we were all teenagers, we probably all ate it up, to be honest. 
Mm. Probably had this on our Bluetooth phones, had like a little text tone that was Borat saying like, the extra mesh, <laughs> all that crap. <laughs> um, I think Zohan's probably all right because he doesn't go out to just be a dick to people for the sake of it. He's not as bad yeah. as Michael Newman or he's even a bit less of an arsehole than like a Sonny Koufax from Big Daddy. Probably yeah. a bit better than that mm. sort of character as well. But It's his humility as well like as a, and he's not outwardly rude to annoy or upset people. We could argue the philosophy and ethics of Zohan Dezer all day, couldn't we? <laughs> He's a very complicated character. Nuanced man. So actually, you know, I think a lot of films strive for these complicated characters and uh, <laughs> Sanders nailed it. He's nailed it. This is... <laughs> truly this, interesting character this is a real good character study this film to be fair if you ask me who's more intriguing out of this and like superman i'll be like zohan any day <laughs> yeah because we don't know his power limits we don't know his power levels he's, he's or his weakness love, love was his weakness oh yeah love yeah, stopped him from getting his erections yeah very important plot point there um <laughs> when are we going to talk about how fit adam sandler is in this film <laughs> right now i suppose he's weirdly weirdly ripped and fit <laughs> See, how many spent... times have you said that in this podcast do you think <laughs> i spent a chunk of the film trying to figure out whether that was actually his body like i was just looking at the face i was like surely it's been like superimposed mm. and uh i think it's real it is i googled it during the film because i was obsessed there's a bit <laughs> when he's swimming he's got this gorgeous long hair this big beard and he's got this ridiculously ripped body for like 40 something year old when he's never been ripped in a film before except for going overboard yeah going overboard all those years ago so i found a, a news article from times of malta from 2008 written by sarah mira called don't mess with adam sandler and it just goes over his workout regime for this film apparently he was working out for five hours a day and he had to do a strict workout regime to bring his alter ego to life. So Dennis Dugan said he worked out for five hours every single day and moaned about it every single day. Then when we shot for a hundred days and he worked out every single day of the shoot and moaned about it every day. You'd think he'd look a little bit better after all that. <laughs> <laughs> days this film took to film that's crazy looks better than i'd probably ever managed to look i'm guessing because i was thinking like this is similar to what hugh jackman does for the wolverine i'm guessing that sandler's not sticking to the just the chicken and broccoli i bet he's smashing a kfc as soon as he's finished well he's, so he's got all those dunkin donuts and pepsi deals hasn't he yeah. so he's definitely got some of that <laughs> oh, coming in yeah yeah he's, he's tanned he's got like a, a little six pack in this film it's weird i didn't expect it and yeah you're right it does look like he's been superimposed onto yeah. a moderately fit man yeah we were thinking it was like a body double at a few points when you see him from like behind with his little dimpled butt um <laughs> but yeah no, turns very... out that was all natural all natural <laughs> don't say that sandler doesn't sacrifice for his art because mm -hmm. he fucking does go. he's got mad hair obviously which you always love luke the other one for me was his outfits in this because he wears like some crazy outlandish stuff but i feel like it's less funny than he, than when he just wears his normal clothes yeah i find his <laughs> outfit shows particularly like funny people so around this era are very funny they're just shit in this it he's he's playing up to it and it's not as funny is this around the era of like the oversized t-shirts and the shorts? Is this that era? Yeah, that no, era that's his whole life. That's his, oh, that's whole, his life. whole life. Oh, right. From about 2003 onwards, he's wearing those oversized polos <laughs> and like big shorts. More so recently though, I guess. But I find it funnier when he's wearing those huge cargoes as opposed to when he's wearing these like cut off Daisy Dukes tiny shorts that he wears in this. Mm. Well, that's a big thing in my Sandler scale, but the tiny shorts did throw me for like half the film because instead of wearing his big, big shorts, he's wearing these little tiny little denim ones so what about some of the other characters in this there's the love interest i can't remember what her name is can either of you remember uh, i don't remember not oh, a good sign is it well. if we can't remember dahlia is it dahlia yeah, that's it yeah i think it's dahlia i've never seen her in another film uh, apparently she's in entourage emmanuel Triqui. uh what did you think of her in this film fine um, right yeah same what about nick's Swart no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> unlike unlike most sandler love interests right the whole problem i've got is that they're often a lot younger than him and they don't look a right match but because sandler is in such good shape here because <laughs> he's so fit he could get anyone I'm in like, this film whatever yeah <laughs> anyone he's so beautiful i feel like i'm just lumping on the credit with this bloody you don't mess with zohan but usually the love interests they either really hate him and they're just like always making petty jokes like ah you're fat and stuff like that and he's always 
you know, dig in a hole with them and they have that sort of like hate love relationship. Then there's the other kind that's just like the wife that just loves him unconditionally, even if he's like being the worst husband ever, like in click or grown ups and whatever. Mm. This is kind of in the middle and like there actually is a bit of a build up to their relationship. I'm not saying it's, you know, a really romantic film or anything, but like at least you kind of see a bit of a change in it, I guess. Mm. It's a bit more gradual. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give this film too much fucking credit, but no, me neither. If you look at Mr. Deeds, the love interest in that film, she goes from being a reporter to she abandons her whole life to go live in Mr. Deed's weird little town to work in his fucking little shitty pizza shop Great and film. she abandons all her dreams. All the love interests abandon their dreams in most of these films just to do whatever he wants to do. In this they both have a shared passion for hairdressing and it's her business and at the end she has still has the business. So Yeah. In terms of them having chemistry and whatever like it's not the best is it? Not really. No. But it's okay. We said we all quite liked the villain John Turturro Phantom, or yeah, was it cool. was it Fatouche? They call him at the end. Yeah, yeah, he he's was funny. Good. Probably um, one of his better like roles in these films, I guess. He's always good, isn't he? Like, yeah, he's I good suppose. in Mr. Deeds. He's good in this. I can't actually remember what other films he's in of Sanders. He's in Anger Management. Anger Management. He's quite good in that as well. Six. Ridiculous Six. He invents baseball. Um, <laughs> he's the butler in Mr. Deeds. He's in quite a lot of them. More mm. so the more recent ones, though, I guess. Who else? Nick Swarton, always my favourite. He's got a lovely curly wig in this. What did you guys think of him? <laughs> he was funny. He cracked me up. He was fine. Most of the jokes are just his reaction to Adam Sandler sleeping with his mum over and yeah. over again. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was quite funny. He didn't reinvent the wheel or anything. He was well, I think he did, funny. actually. <laughs> <laughs> the bit where he's in the nightclub and he says that he says like a chat up line to someone and then this guy who's just like twice his size lifts him up i quite like that all the parts where sandler was picking him up or like <laughs> yeah. t- treating him like he was his son minus the parts where he was sleeping with his mum but you know more <laughs> more the parts where he was actually being a father figure to him and trying to teach him things he was like oh no i did you we got we got disco disco <laughs> <laughs> is that not a part of being a father figure though that he was banging his mum as well <laughs> not the part i'd choose if i had to choose what part of the father figure i wanted i I wouldn't think about that part oh you'd be territorial like the kid in blended fair enough (laughs) Um, i think the actors ido masuri who played uri i think the other uh, israeli guy who worked i think he was friend did he end up is he the one who ended up moving in with them as well yeah he was i thought (laughs) he was a better little mate character he was a little bit better Uh, apparently he is then in bucky larson uh, that's no good, is it? We got a cameo from Harry Winkler. From oh, the yeah. Switch. Yes, <laughs> Hazard was in it. Hazard was there. Harry Winkler from Switch was in this yeah. film, was he? Really? <laughs> I loved that bit. I thought, I love Henry Winkler. He's yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was good. You kind of saw the joke coming from Marvel's away that he was going to oh. get out of that car and vomit, but it still worked. You, I'm not sure what it reminded me of, but this film's very, it's almost quite slight in the main story it's trying to say, which is that he moves, he becomes a hairdresser not except at first but then becomes amazing and then he has a hairdresser at the end that's the story i think to pad it out they always do these little side little fun bits it's very Judd Apatow, isn't it? Just dragging it on. And that's one of them. Just, oh, look, he's become a limo driver for a bit. And let's see what the taxi drivers are doing because of this thing. Yeah. That was, I think, the parts where I started losing interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that subplot of the taxi drivers, like, investigating him, that wasn't that interesting, really. And it wasn't as funny because Rob Schneider just stands out like a sore thumb. And I, I don't know if I laughed at anything he really said in this. I feel like we've said before we're getting a bit desensitised to a lot of these things, especially the stuff that Rob Schneider does. But that was fucking horrible. I don't think that's that's all right, is it? No, I don't. Yeah. Think... How comes Adam Sandler didn't wear any brown makeup, <clears throat> but Rob Schneider has to? Is he? Is it like on his fucking like job applications? He's like, I must wear blackface at least once in this film. It's either that or it's in the contracts for these films. It's like you can be in this film if. <laughs> If you're not American, Rob, you can come, but you can't be yourself. We like you, Rob, but not as you. I think he was pretty horrendous in this, and I think Mm. he definitely did drag it down a bit, because all of the other actors that are in it that are actually, like, Iranian and whatever are all quite funny. Yeah. I agree. Like, one of the taxi drivers, I recognise him. He's in fucking loads of films. He's one of those who's a character actor who you just always see. I'm not sure who he is, but he's better than Rob Schneider. Why not just have him as the guy? Why don't you have him? Um, Schneider there. Schneider's story with why he was out for revenge was just a bit 
placed there. Do you know what I mean? Like when that actually came on screen, it lasted two seconds, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're like, oh, he took his goat. That's it. Yeah. And th- there's no, there's nothing else to it. Whereas there were so many more characters who were more interesting. So I feel like this was definitely one of them ones where Schneider wanted more screen time, or Sandler <laughs> wanted Schneider to have more screen time. Yeah, it was like yeah. he was just doing his friend a favour, wasn't it? Yeah, he was like, you know, we'll, we'll give you this scene. They could have even filmed that part afterwards and added it at the end, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah, there's that bit where it goes into like first person, like the camera is in Rob Schneider's view and he's like shaking his head. And yeah, yeah, that was like borderline experimental. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. That <laughs> bit I found kind of funny. It wasn't a bad I did find it. Joke. I did find it funny. Yeah, but then as soon as it, it cuts back funny. to Rob Schneider, you're like, oh, fucking hell, there he is again. <laughs> I think that payoff in that scene, because that scene's got a big build up of the whole goat thing he like throws his shoe at him and whatever throughout the whole film we've been seeing Zohan making people into human pretzels so he like wraps their like legs around their heads and all that and in this one he's just throwing Rob Schneider on the floor it's not as funny I thought Mm. he was going to have at least done something mad like bury him in the sand yeah or like take a shit on his head or something he just stole his goat I mean I guess I'd be angry if I lost my goat (laughs) yeah so that's why I keep mine under lock and key other than that though are there any other characters worth talking about we get a real villain at the end don't we oh yeah. yeah a bit of a maniac there was one bit that made me laugh and it was him showing his like evil plan where he's like oh i want to turn the neighborhood into a big mall and he has all these models of different things and then it get, cuts to a oh, model of his, his wife, wife. <laughs> he's like thank god for my beautiful <laughs> wife and there's like a little evil model of it yeah, yeah. he keeps going on about the ratio of her breasts to arse or whatever it is he sets him up as a horrible gross seedy man he's one of those yeah. instantly unlikable villains so uh i recognized him straight away and then i i searched it and it was like He's the guy that always shouts, let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Oh. He does it a few times in this, doesn't he? He shouts his name, I think. He shout like, <laughs> is it Walgreen or something? He shouts it. His other films are like Creed, <laughs> Creed 2 and all like the Rocky films. So it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty interesting that he's in this. There's a lot of mad cameos, isn't there? Yeah, loads. Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Most of the grown-ups. Who, yeah, he plays a man whose family has been savagely packed to death. <laughs> that was fucking horrible. That was weird. Kevin James appears as a guest at the Hacky Sack tournament with John <laughs> My favourite actor, John McEnroe. Uh, yeah, he's there for no apparent reason. He gets compared to a terrorist by Kevin James. <laughs> John McEnroe, whenever he shows up, is just so bad at, like, even pretending to be himself. He was so bad in Mr. Deeds, and he's so bad in this. He's like, oh, hi there, Kevin. I'm Shut John McEnroe. I reckon he'll be in at least one more. Oh, what? Really? Ugh. Yeah, I reckon so. We've also got George Takai, who was Mr. Sulu in the original Star Trek Oh my films. god, I completely forgot about that bit. That right at the end. <laughs> the, That's uh, like horrible. a payoff for a running plot that everyone's homophobic. They end up at like a gay high with him and this other comedian. I can't remember what his name is, but both famously gay. And then the guy just like screams. Yeah, the racist homophobe gets thrown into their flat and yeah. then th- he screams. That's the, it. So that's good. the joke. Did they kill him? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> And then an extended cameo from pop star Mariah Carey. Ah, uh, yeah. What did we I think of why. that? I forgot it happened when when I watched it. And I think this was at a time where she was doing well because I remember the, the song that was in the film at some point. Like, that had just come out and she was that was like her comeback from uh, going away for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I just found it really strange that suddenly she was in this film. <laughs> I mean, surely she doesn't need the money. She gets millions every Christmas when all I one for Christmas is you gets like wheeled out at the end of November or whatever. Maybe that's it. Oh, she, weird. She had this new music coming out. She had to promote it. So she thought she called up Adam. <laughs> Need a bit in your film, mate. Yeah. yeah who else are you going to go to? But she's playing herself and like it does, it doesn't really amount to anything. She sings the first verse of the national anthem, doesn't she? Yeah. Bloody John Turturro just walks up to her with an erection and then is asking her to add her on MySpace. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's so, so fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> then Zohan comes in and says something like, Oh, apologies to your cleavage. Did you catch that? No, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. Now you have. (laughs) (laughs) There was a moment, it was near the end, I think, where all the guys, (laughs) they all got out of a cab. (laughs) It was like a clown car. That was a good visual gag. I loved that. That that got me. That got me. Going off visual gags, the other bits that made me laugh. I'm writing down, like, because every time something good happened, I wrote good stuff next to it. (laughs) Uh, His hand getting cut off. (laughs) (laughs) That was very funny. Uh, Every time he did a foot uppercut, 
that made me laugh. And at yeah, the end, no, that, when that he cracked mentioned me up. His, his feet to his shoes, so he's got both feet in the air. <laughs> yeah, so he's just floating. <laughs> the fact that they used loads of puppies at the end. Like an extra... Oh, yeah, he's going to blow up the puppies, wasn't he? The Phantom fighting a fire. He's like, I could get this. He just gets to start punching the fire. Oh, yeah. That was, no, that uh, was good. That was it really is, good. There's a lot of very silly visual gags in this, so I don't want to be up too harsh on it because I was laughing at a lot of the visual stuff. Mm. A lot. Mm-hmm. I think all of that stuff, though, that is just, you know, I said it reminds me of like that time period of like Family Guy. All of those jokes are kind of like those cutaway jokes, you know, that happen yeah. over the time where it's like, oh, do you remember the time that I tried to fight fire and then this guy punching fire? Like none of it's like sort of that linked to the story. So that's all the good stuff, isn't it? That side of yeah. it, the <laughs> maniac side. I've got one thing that I wanted to mention is that basically I spoke to my dad the other day of Wedding Singer episode fame. And <laughs> he said to me, oh, you'll never guess what, you'll like this. And I was like, oh, go on. And he said, I was listening to TalkSport on a radio the other day and uh, they were doing their five worst films ever and you'll like this. It's one that you really liked. I thought it was quite funny as well. And it was the Zohan, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting slagged off on TalkSport radio to a load of middle-aged sport fans. That was in the five worst films ever made. Yeah. That's not even in the top, the worst five Adam Sandler films ever made. No. That's sad. <laughs> they haven't done their research. I can't yeah. imagine that whoever's presenting on Talk Sport over there has watched Going Overboard and The Cobbler. <laughs> 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 I've got a few bits of um, trivia as well. Dennis Dugan was in this, the director, as Homeless Guy. I didn't catch him. I don't know if you, you did. Remember a Homeless mm. Guy being in this? There's a content warning for this on Now TV for outdated views, which is crazy because it's like 12. 12- 12 years old or something like that. I thought you were going to say it's crazy because it's absolutely innocent and fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's aged quite badly, I guess, in yeah. that sense. I'm really surprised that you love this so much, Joe, because it's listed as a political comedy on Netflix. I wish I could explain it. <laughs> I know you're a very unpolitical guy, but I guess I that it doesn't really matter when there's a film where a guy makes a balloon animal dog out of rocks that get thrown at him. <laughs> My love for this film really does stem from, like you were saying, the visual gags and all the stupid, like, it's just ridiculous. And I think that's the stuff I love. It was very easy to forget what was going on in the story, I think. Yeah. Last bit of trivia I've got. This might mean nothing to you, Joe, but for Luke, his eyes are going to light up, I reckon. So in this film, as cab passenger, is Eric Lamansoff. I the real one. Did see that. Oh, you saw and it already. I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't even bother reading the trivia. <laughs> it does ruin this little section that you have. I didn't catch that bit. When was that? I don't know. There was quite a few taxi scenes wasn't there mm. basically Joe throughout all of the Adam Sandler films there's always this reference to the name Eric Lamansoff or just Lamansoff in general and it's um, oh I remember actually yeah I think it's one of the characters in Pixels they mention it in like Wedding Singer and it's actually Adam Sandler and Judd Apatow's flatmate from when they were at college or something like that but yeah, he's finally appeared. I think this is the one and only film that he's appeared in. Really? Yeah, he oh. chose a good one, didn't he? He did. He did. Strong is the brand new single from Joe Tyrone, produced by Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park, streaming everywhere now. I'm not always gonna be as strong as I am. But yeah, I feel like that's everything about this film. We've gushed about the incredible work of You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Should we go to our Sander Scales? Yes, please. Let's do it. I think as the guest, Joe Tyrone should go first with his Sander Scale. How did you do this week? I got a line and I got it at 40 minutes and it was for Sander's good at sports. I mean, he was great at hacky sack in this. He was great at tug of war in the beginning when he went up against the bull as well as <laughs> loads and loads of people. He was great at swimming. He was swimming like a dolphin in the beginning to chase down the uh, the guy on the jet ski. I think this is Adam Sandler's best sport performance, to be honest. Yeah, constantly thrown in there throughout the whole film. Chris Rock was another one of mine, which mm-hmm. I obviously got in the uh, cab driver scene. I put Fat Joke, um, which I got, but the only direct like mention of one was when they go to the club. Sandler is there with um, Nick Swardson. He's like, I'm going to find you a woman. And he's like, oh no, she's too fat or she's too big or something. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, I remember that. Every weed in the desert is a flower, I think. It's yeah, just, yeah, sorry like that. I got one more point, which wasn't in my line and it was hit in the face, which everyone seemed to be getting hit in the face in this film. So which ones didn't you get? I didn't get cross-eyed. Surprisingly, I didn't get someone 
speaks gibberish. I thought I would get that. And sadly, and surprisingly, again, there was no Sandler scream. I thought there would be a scream, but there, there were lots of screams, but not from him. Yeah, I think that one's always a complicated one because he sh- we've got Sandler shouts, Sandler screams, and then there's another one. And I think they all blur the lines. He probably well, did do a Sandler scream. I, I almost ticked it for that ending when they do that beautiful harmony. Yeah, to, that was to a scream. Yeah, that's a scream. That, that's a very was loud was that scream. scream? Yeah. Shatters that, windows. Because I was like, this is too beautiful. I'm like, this can't be a scream. I'd call this... <laughs> This is a symphony. <laughs> can you it's do a tuneful with, scream. Can you do something with that? Sample that lovely sound at the end of the film. Oh, definitely. Your next, uh, way, next single. Way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. <laughs> the other ones I didn't get were Weed Reference and Poo. Every time someone looked like they were going to be sick or something, I was like, come on, Poo. Come on, Poo. <laughs> Just do a shit, and, please. And then, and then it was, what's his name? Um, getting out of the cab, puking. Harry Winkler. Harry Winkler. Yeah, Harry. <laughs> I think that you could have got weed for every weed in the desert to flower. It, we haven't specified it's got to be the drug weed. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I almost ticked it then, and I was <laughs> they've, like... They've mm. used the word weed. I think you should take it. Yeah, I think you should take it. That's... I didn't want to cheat. Compared wait, to wait. some of the ones I've done in the past, Joe, I yeah, think that we... you'd be justified there. Oh, wow. So, so there's an extra two points I should have got then here. It still doesn't when... give me another line or a bingo there. Well, yeah. you've right. beaten me. Mine was an hour and 23, and I'm really annoyed about it. <laughs> because I got an injured animal almost immediately. I got a horrible voice immediately with Adam Sandler doing that horrible like doing a fucking accent and then Rob Schneider doing an accent and mm. no good. The last one in that line is Big Shorts and I was constantly paraded with tiny, tiny, tiny <laughs> little shorts the whole film. I didn't get Big Shorts until an hour and 23 minutes when John Turturro is wearing Big Shorts in the desert in a montage and that was the moment where I could tick it off but it took fucking ages. The only one other one I got was Sandler Sings which I crossed off for the scream thing that he does at the end yeah yeah i think that's fair i didn't get poo i think me and joe both had poo yeah we, we, missed both, out. Had poo. we both didn't have any poo there was no farts there was no peter dante there was no man in a dress and there was no illiteracy yeah an hour and 23 so for my sandler scale i got a bingo in 13 minutes and 25 seconds Whoa. um I had Everyone Loves Him. It starts with him walking down a beach and everyone cheering for him, impressing everyone with his hacky sack. Sandler Shout, I got I Am On Vacation, which he shouts when the army come to pick him up from the beach. Also, Violent Kids, he gets rocks thrown at him by some children while he's chasing the phantom. Uh, Yeah, that was 13 minutes in. That's when he makes it into like a balloon animal. Also had Rob Schneider on here. Very obvious. Nick Swardson was in a big role, wasn't he? Um, kids love him. The way they react to that balloon dog, they obviously love him afterwards. But they threw mm-hmm. rocks at him. Yeah, I know, but then he wins them over. Hitting testicles, I've got, which was the bit when they got hit in the testicles. Piranha to groin. Piranha oh, yeah. Pants. He throws it down his pants. And then Sony logo, they speak about Sony so much. In that shop, they keep saying that, oh, what's this Fujiwara? TV and he's like oh it's got Sony guts but also like when he gets called into the army there's like a briefing screen and it's on like these huge Sony TVs that are showing like loads of clips of Phantom at a baseball game. Did you catch the Dunkin' Donuts cup yeah. as well in the in, <laughs> yeah. the in the repair shop? Yeah. Very prominent Dunkin' Donuts cup. Yeah. The only one I didn't get was bald joke, but other than that, pretty good. I can't so, believe there wasn't a bald joke in a film about a hairdresser. I'm, yeah. I am surprised about that. Wasn't there someone who was wearing a wig? Or have I made that up? There's a bit where he fights a wig. It wasn't ripped off someone's head, revealing nah. their big bald head, which is annoying. How quick did you get yours? then 13 minutes it was still in the open it was even before he faked his death cool so sandler scales very heavy on the tropes right a lot of Mm. that sort of stuff so joe tarone are you going to fake your own death smuggle a little dvd copy of you don't mess with the zohan from 2008 and sit in a little dog cage in a little plane fly all the way to new york where our castle is for some reason and you're going to hand deliver it into the castle or are you going to get your hand chopped off i don't even know I'm, my riff's gone mad why don't we just have that he drowns in hummus <laughs> you're gonna drown drown in hummus pour all that disgusting hummus and the film into the pit i would swim through the hummus carrying the dvd up high <laughs> then get to the airport get in that plane and i would go straight to the castle the 
yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourself. Explain yourself to our listeners. I think if you want a good laugh, I think this is a good film. It's just silly. It's. I think if you don't take it too seriously and you can just watch this passively, then I think you can enjoy it. I, I think if you don't read into it too much, there is an enjoyable film here. I feel kind of the same, to be honest. If this film had a Snyder cut that cut out everything that was <laughs> offensive, I mean, there'd only be about 25 minutes left. <laughs> it's a tough one because I think that the whole last 40 minutes or so has maybe only two really funny moments. But yeah. at the same time, that climax with the whole beautiful note and making a guy fly up in the air with their voices and him fighting and fire all of that stuff does kind of win it over I, I don't like the racist side of it at all and the homophobic whatever no aged very badly if you could somehow as you say if you can close your eyes to that there is a lot of funny stuff in this but like it comes with so many caveats like just the yeah, content definitely. warning is a small thing I'm just going to say because Joe's the guest we can let him put it in the castle but me and Luke we don't approve of it we're not approving of this overriding of our authority Shame. I'm, I'm the same as Luke I think I do like the gags i think that they have a lot of hitting visual gags that are quite funny but i think the second half kind of losing its way coming quite episodic and just doing little cutaways and then the obscene levels of racism and homophobia that occur in it oh it's worth saying i don't think joe also agrees with those things i don't oh think- yeah 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 i should probably put that out there like no, i don't <laughs> i don't agree with that stuff <laughs> you know i i understand that you just if you just look at the gags that occur and stuff, yeah it, I can agree that there are quite a lot of funny bits. And yeah, I, I, I think if you just take it with a pinch of salt, do you know what I mean? Don't don't look into it too much. You will laugh. To be honest, I think a lot of the jokes in this that land are the ones that aren't offensive yeah. towards racism or anything like that. If all the jokes were racist and I found them hilarious in that way, then I think it would be different. But I think it's the fact that the jokes are fighting fire. Like, that's... That's ridiculous. Yeah. And a hand <laughs> being cut off and stabbed. A hand, a hand being cut off. What about the press-ups with no hands? Like, I That's was like, very funny. <laughs> yeah. It's just and... a shame it couldn't have been like a Rambo-type character yeah. without the whole additional side of there of him trying to comment on like this this conflict. I don't know what he was trying to get from that. It's just very much of its time, though, I guess. And like, if people are still going to say that they like Borat, you know, that has, the second one's just been like nominated for loads of Oscars and stuff, and it still does have that sort of bad taste side to it. Yeah. Not to the same extent as this, obviously, but no. it's really a tough one because you kind of don't want to reward a film that has so much wrong with it. But I do also feel like the slapstick is what we like in it and there's so much mm. of it that is good. I think because Joe's our guest and he's a big fan, we should go for the castle. I think this is one of those where I wish we had more nuance where we could be like, there are bits that are good, there are bits that are bad. We should have like a middle bit, but we don't. All right, here's so. what we do. We stick it in the dungeon, in the <laughs> castle. It's in the castle, but it's in the dungeon and there's a huge, huge, huge parental advisory sticker on it. There's loads and of there's a guard. There's a guard in front of the door as well, just keeping his eye on it, just yeah. in case things yeah. get out of hand. Kevin Nealon is well. <laughs> Kevin Nealon in his big in his, yellow hat. His yellow neighbourhood watch outfit yeah he's guarding the door he's <laughs> giving you a quick warning like this is a bit of its time don't probably don't watch it but you might mm-hmm. laugh at the uh the older press-up scenes and yeah stuff. as we've said before the castle isn't like the gates of culture it, it is still full of a lot of like crap stuff but good crap <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's, that's just it's more of a measure of how subjectively we enjoyed it, and I was laughing, and I'm not going to pretend that I wasn't. So. Yeah, mm. right. Good <laughs> well, that's that's that. Zohan's in the castle, but with about <laughs> 750 caveats. <laughs> Can you imagine 32, 33 weeks ago, if you'd have said, "Oh, yeah, Zohan's going to be in the castle," I'd have been like, "No way." <laughs> No way. Well, let's wash our mouths out with a fresh Sandler game. So I've made a game this week for you two to compete over. It's not one when you're working together, you're competing. I've called it Adam Sandler's Top 4, which is a really good reference to Chris Rock's film Top 5, which Adam Sandler's in, apparently. I've not seen it, <laughs> but I've what used the name. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
stroke what's going on <laughs> adam sandler's in the film top five which is a chris rock film so i've used that as the name for this game also this film did reference myspace and you used to be able to choose your top four in it do you remember that like your best friends oh yeah top five top three top four i remember so this game what i've done i've gone on to imdb and i've gone on adam sandler's profile I found his films and i found out that every film on imdb has a top build cast which is like four people you know you go on to like avengers and it's got robert downey jr chris evans whatever they're the four i don't know if it's most popular or most in the film the most you know like the main characters but what i've done is i've listed a bunch of films and we're gonna compete with you two who can get most of the top four all right oh yeah right okay hopefully they're all films that you've seen or like you can take guesses or whatever i want you to both have a buzzer to make this a bit easier we did this before with my dad so the buzzers for this one joe tarone your buzzer is disco disco can I hear you disco disco, please? Disco disco. Good, good. And Luke. The accent as well. I'm not doing the accent. I refuse. What you tell me to do, I'm not doing fucking Just accent. do a little French accent. Um, <laughs> it's just a little French accent. <laughs> Luke, your one is silky smooth. Silky smooth. Smash it. What's that funny accent you just did? <laughs> <It's> French. <laughs> silky right. smooth. Right, okay. Film one is You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Silky Smooth. Luke Thomas. Adam Sandler. Uh, John Turturro. Oh no, what's her name? Uh, Nick Swanson and uh, 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 Kevin Nealon. <laughs> All right, Luke, you got three out of four there. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell which one was wrong, but Joe, you <laughs> see if you can do better. Don't you uh, check the I... Wikipedia page, you bastard. <laughs> He's got Google glasses on. He's got his secret spy glasses. I think I need to check it just to know. The, I don't know the names of any of these actors. You can't check you it. Can't, you can't <laughs> check it. That's cheating. I'm not. I'm not checking it. I don't know. I we don't can know. see the reflection in your glasses. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Are you passing on it, Joe? I'm, I'm passing because he said more than all the actors that I knew were in this film. All right. Luke, you were right with Adam Sandler, John Turturro and Nick Swarton. It wasn't Kevin Nealon, though. It was Emmanuel Treaky. I, 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 I definitely said that, that right. name in this episode, but I'd completely forgotten. Do I get one point or three? Yeah, three. Let's go with three. That's, nice. that's a better way of doing it. Ready for round two, The Water Boy. Be confident, Joe. I can see your gears working there. I'm just trying to remember who's Even if actually... whoever goes first and gets a few, that's your point still, okay? Whether you get some other ones oh, wrong, you don't lose you. points. Silky Smooth. Luke Thomas. Harry Winkler, Adam Sandler, Kathy Bates, and fucking Peter Dante. That was three out of four of those. Joe, do you want to have a go of this one? Uh, I feel like Nick Swarton was in this, but I feel like I'm... <laughs> in The Waterboy? He was yeah, merely yeah. an embryo back then. <laughs> he was just he born. Was really? A little, a little baby. He would only he have been baby. 15. <laughs> oh, I, know, I, know, I know what film I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Benchwarmers, aren't I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a sports film, you're right. What a mix up. Yeah. All right, um, so another three the points. Vicky, the Vicky Valancourt yeah. actor, but I can't remember her name. It is, it is Vicky Valancourt. She was played by Feruza Bulk. I don't I've know. never got that in a million fucking years. I yeah, I think that might be one of the hardest ones on the board, that name. The next one's actually pretty hard, but good luck with it. It's the film Big Daddy. <laughs> disco, oh, disco. Game. Hey, Joe Tyrone. Well, let's go Adam Sandler. <laughs> Rob Schneider's in this, right? I forget the name of the little boy. He's got to have done some good... What's the kid's name? Uh... The kid's called Julian, but we're looking for the actor. <laughs> or actors. Julian. Are you not a Riverdale fan, mate? Or a fucking fan of Friends? <laughs> the Sweet Life. <laughs> the Sweet Life uh... of Cody. No. No, I pass. I pass. Joe, you've got one point from that already. Rob Schneider's um... not in the main top four. Okay, Leslie Mann, Cole and Dylan Sprouse. Oh, no. It's only one of them. Oh, I'll do Leslie Mann, Cole Sprouse, Dylan Sprouse. Right, I don't okay. That was, that was safe. So, Joe, you've got the one point for Adam Sandler. And Luke, you've got one point as well for Cole Sprouse. Shit. It was Who's Joey Lauren Adams, who's the love interest, and John Stewart, who is his roommate, who's hardly in the film, but is He's also... barely like, in it. He's oh my a God. TV host, isn't he? I think it, it might... Maybe it's who's more famous or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, good one. Right, okay. so Joe's on the board. He's got a point. Okay, the next one. I feel like you should both be ready on fingers on buzzers for this one, okay? Hubie Halloween. Uh, uh, disco, 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 disco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Ben Stiller. <laughs> uh, 
He's a bigger actor though, so maybe he figured. He's a big actor. Why wouldn't you pay him a lot to be in it? Um, (laughs) Well, let's go Adam Sandler because it's an easy point. Oh, who else did we have in this? I reckon you can get one more, Joe. I I believe in you for this one. (sighs) Was David Spade in it? No. You got one more guess, I think. What's his name? No, I've forgotten his name. I know who it is. All right. I don't know who it is. All right. Go on, let Luke go. So you've got one point for that one. It's the actress from Modern Family would be like, I'm guessing probably number two. And I can't remember her name for oh, fucking no. life. Of me. It's Sophia... Julie, Louis... Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen. Kevin James. Nah. And, and I'm going to go the next one, Steve Buscemi. Oh, so close, Luke, to Full House. You missed out on one. Instead of Steve Buscemi, it was Ray Liotta, the maniac bully in that film. Kevin James was on the tip of my tongue. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, was that the one you were thinking of? Here's one I don't think any of us three have seen, but let's go with it anyway. Hotel Transylvania 3. (laughs) (laughs) Silky Smooth. (laughs) Luke Thomas. Uh, Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg, Kevin James, and I'm going to just fucking, I don't know, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I feel like there's someone like that in That is honestly so close. There's someone like that in it, isn't there? I'm going to tell you, Joe, that's the one that's wrong, but it's someone like that. Let's see if you can it's do it. It's someone like that. I, I know what I'm thinking of. I was going to say Chloe Moretz, but that's in um, Adam's family, isn't it? Uh, is it like Ariana Grande, maybe? <sighs> Guys. She's an actress, isn't she? Right, it was Selena it... Gomez. Oh, oh no! Guys, Selena. <laughs> I believe it. Joe's a fucking founding member of the Selena fan club, and you didn't know that. <laughs> He's watched every episode of Wizards of Waverly Place at least six times. <laughs> I'm closing the fan club today. I'm not worthy. <laughs> I, I hereby resign. How many did I get? You got three, Luke. You did bloody good. Adam Sandler, Andy Sandberg, and Kevin James are all in it. Yes. Ooh. Cannot wait to watch those movies. Me too. Is an airplane taking off somewhere? Can anyone else hear that? Yeah, I could hear that. What was that? That was a, uh, a tractor going past. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next name after Hotel Transylvania 3. Fingers on buzzers again, guys, because I know this is a this is a bloody good one. Grown Ups. Oh. Easy. I want Joe, that. you Di- go, you go. Disco, disco. All right, Joe's uh, right. Let's go. Adam Sandler. Let's go. Kevin James. See, I've got the names in this one. I just, I'm trying to think of the order of mm-hmm. the hierarchy. I think I know the hierarchy. David, well. David Spade, David Spade. Oh, and uh, Chris Rock. Sure. Very, very good. You got three out of four. Oh, shut up. Yeah, there's one that's not right there. Are you fucking I feel like me? I know what one's not right. Are you yeah. kidding me that Rob Schneider's above the others? Is that your guess, Rob Schneider? What, what for Grenham's one? Yeah. Yeah, Rob Schneider. No points for Luke this round. <gasps> it was Adam oh, Sandler. Oh, of course. Shit. Um, his wife played by... Salma Joe. Hayek. Salma Hayek. She was second, then Kevin James and Chris Rock. So yeah, good one. Joe, three points. Okay, another film. Click. Both watched Click quite recently, I guess, haven't we? Yeah. Disco, disco. Good, good. Joe Tyrone. Adam Sandler. Is his part too small? I'm going to say it anyway. Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> He's in it for like I forgot he was in it. <laughs> I'm throwing it in there anyway. <laughs> As a Winkler. Uh, One more. Uh, I was going to say his wife, but I don't know her name. Oh, so, think of anyone else. Who's uh, in it? No, I can't. I can't remember. Joe, you got one point for that out of four Ooh. possible ones. So you're up to six points. Luke, it's your turn. No, I'm having a horrible time because uh, I'm going to go Julie Kavner, Marge Simpson actor. I'm going to go Kate Beckinsale. I can't remember the guy from fucking Dead Zone and like everything and the cowbell and Jungle Book and everything. <laughs> What's his name? What's his name? No, this is not. Who does he play? Guy. He plays Morty the God of Death. The Angel of Death. Oh, the Angel of Death. <laughs> so close. Played by... <laughs> I'm going to burst into tears. This is not happening. The people at home are shouting at their iPods. <laughs> They're all shouting right now. Shouting at their iPod Classics that is playing this. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm really upset. Oh. Do you think you're going to get it? No, I'm done. Oh, My man, brain's gone. You're going to kick yourself. So you said Julie Kavanagh, Kate Beckinsale, and you struggled to remember one person. You got one point as well there, Luke, for Kate Beckinsale. The ones that you missed were David Hasselhoff, who plays his boss. <gasps> He's in the top four. Oh, yeah. damn. And the Angel of Death, Morty, played by Christopher Walken. Ah! <laughs> oh, I can remember Christopher Walken, you <laughs> boy. 
Can you believe that there's a person in this room that studied film that can't remember Christopher Walken from Pulp Fiction? That Terrible. Disgusting. I feel sick. All so right. How many for that one? One. Two more films here. I think we've all watched these films fairly recently. This one is The Longest Yard. I don't remember when I last watched this film. Oh, I thought you'd have watched it for when we did the episode. No, I listened to the episode. I just didn't watch the film. You gave it too high of a rating, so I wasn't intrigued enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, silky smooth right Luke Thomas go ahead Adam Sandler Burt Reynolds Chris Rock and Courtney Cox you did bloody good up until the last one Joe do you want to take a wild guess stab in the dark who was in the longest yard I can't remember the poster uh, Kevin James it wasn't Kevin James I'm afraid it was the rap singer superstar Nelly oh, <laughs> as a character called I think he's called oh. Megget <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Adam Sandler, Burt Reynolds, Chris Rock, and Nelly. Another three points for Luke. I don't think you can win, Joe, but it's all to play for. Uh, the last, the last one. If you get every point, is worth ten. It's the snitch. <laughs> can, we do it? can we do? If I get one point that isn't Adam Sandler, you win. I, get, I win. I win. I think that's fair. <laughs> so this film, it's Fifty First Dates. It's the snitch, oh, Joe. On. Are you going to grab it? God, I'm letting you. This I, is automatic. You don't have to buzz in. You can go first, and I will pick up the pieces. Yeah. Of he's your a, answer. He's a tactical nightmare, this guy. <laughs> 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 Watches one Zohan film, suddenly he's like the army superstar. <laughs> Doing that double kick of Joe through a fucking wall. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to remember. It should be so easy. No. I'm empty. Do do your buzz. Come on, there must be a few you can get, Joe. What is is his love interest? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. I forgot. Oh no! Name. I can't believe, ironically, that he's forgotten it. <laughs> a lot like she would in the film. He's got Goldfield syndrome. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> She's in ET. She's in ET. What else is she in? Another film with Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, another, the, we- another the wedding singer and blended. And blended. Starring Adam Sandler and she's in Scream. First five minutes of Scream. She's got her own chat show. He's not gay. Let's should we put him out of his torture? Put me out of the torture because I was about to say Reese Witherspoon and it's definitely not her. (laughs) Not Reese Witherspoon. (laughs) Quite a good shout, maybe. Good shout. Right, it is Drew Barrymore. It is. And I'm going to say the the second two: Blake Clark, Sean Astin. Oh no, Rob Schneider's going to be in the fucking top four, isn't he? It was Rob Schneider instead of Blake Clark. You had um, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, Rob Schneider and Sean Astin. But yeah, three out of four. All right, so yeah, lots of fun in the Sander game there. Big victory for Luke Thomas, but a bit of a handicap for Joe Tyrone. It wasn't really fair. Also a big advantage for him. Yeah, (laughs) it kind of helps when you've spoken for about... 75 hours about these fucking films <laughs> <laughs> so yeah zohan as we've said many many times i have to keep saying it so it sinks in but it's somehow in the castle so next week we're going to watch the week of neither of us have seen it it's a netflix original film it's probably going to be shit can't wait yeah <laughs> come back so, next week to find out more good luck uh, guys joe tyrone do you have anything you want to plug uh we don't need to plug just keep listening to the sandler pit keep listening oh. to my music i made on the sandler pit and if no. you love that music go and find my other music check out joe's music on spotify if you like our um theme song it's exactly like that just make sure you finish listening to every single one of our episodes first like all 30 episodes and then then, then do that <laughs> yeah great yeah, stuff we, uh, we loved your music it's uh it's beautiful cool well thank you for joining us joe i hope you've had fun watching this nightmare of a film and thank uh, you for having me oh you're welcome you've done a good job of convincing us that we should put it in our castle see there's a part of me that's like i can't tell if i've done something wrong here (laughs) (laughs) we need someone to blame (laughs) yeah i feel like now i'm the one you can blame (laughs) it's nice having a scapegoat we didn't we didn't want it but we had to appease this this is also your podcast though so uh, i'm i'm not taking any responsibility for where the film ended up no no one's innocent here to be honest (laughs) Thanks again for joining us. And thank you, Luke Thomas, for your artwork. It's always a visual treat on our Instagram. You're too kind. Thank you, Luke Terry, for editing these uh, fucking episodes down to a palatable level. So if people want to get in touch with us, they can go to our socials. We're on Instagram and Twitter at The Sandler Pit. And we're on Facebook too, yeah. but we don't really use it. Tell your mums <laughs> to get on Facebook. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, thesandlerpit at gmail.com. As always, it's been a very happy Sandler Bye from me, a very happy Sandler Bye from Luke Terry, and a very happy Sandler Bye from Joe Tyrone. Thank you. Fizzy Bublé, it's not for me. I've had a really good time. I might watch Zohan again. (laughs) 